I am unashamed. What about you? So Jay summed out the southern lair. Uh, I got a new little setup. There's a weed eater outside my window, which is, I guess that's the travails of living in a neighborhood. Do you like, do you like my new little setup? What do you think about my the uh, one of our fans right behind my head here? Somebody sent us that gospel presentation, which I thought was really cool. Can y'all see it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you. I, I I'm sorry. I don't remember your name, but it's an awesome piece. So I appreciate you sending that to us. We try to incorporate some of our stuff we get from unashamed nation. Uh, is, that, into our sets. is that Jeff and Jessica over your left shoulder? Actually, that's a younger rendering of me and Lisa. Uh, that someone someone gave me. It <laughs> looks just, like from a kind of... distance. Now my eyes are going bad. I would have thought that was Jeff. And Je- do you have a beard well? There? Yeah, they made they made us look younger for sure. Uh, I thought it was just kind of funny because it was like they put us in the medieval setting. Well, here's the tip: it's... when they when they do paintings, uh, it should actually look somewhat like you. Well, I mean, I look like that at one time, Jason. I haven't always been old and gray. I don't know. I mean, just because you're not a heavy man uh, doesn't mean that, you know, things change. That's going to be the next shirt. I'm not a heavy man. (laughs) Dad, I have laughed about that since the last podcast we did. When you said that, it was just the way you said it. It just it struck a chord, and all since a whole week has gone by, or however many days it's been. You have to have some context here. If, if your wife brings in a small barrel of, of small barrel. dusted donuts and you, in a matter of five minutes, inhale the entire pack, you, you tend to, people who do that have large tummies, large bellies. But I said, well, he's not a heavy man. I mean, where'd it go? <laughs> well, y'all had to go there. <clears throat> That's a classic. Dad just showed you how Robertson's embellished the story. We went from a bag of donuts to a large barrel inhaled in five minutes. And I, I was starting to <laughs> this say, story. if you keep that up, you will you will not be a you will be a heavy man. Well, the first thing that Missy said when I got home and I walked in, she said, "Well, you can rest assured this: I'll never buy another bag of those donuts." Yeah, I said. <laughs> Noted. I'm sorry, Jace. I have ended any chance of you eating a future powdered no, donut at your house, was, unless you buy it yeah. yourself. I don't think that was necessarily a negative because I can't help it. I'm going to eat that whole bag. I mean, there's a certain age you get where you got to just show some kind of restraint in some way. <laughs> so you uh, you've been treasure hunting. Tell us about that. I did. I went this weekend. Uh, so we're. I mean, you you want to you know we did the show. And it, it didn't turn into work, but it seemed a little bit like work when you're spending the better part of the 24-hour day doing a venture for most weeks. And so uh, just for fun, we got the band together. And, I mean, it was spectacular. And old Jep, who we keep dubbing the rookie, had a spectacular day. He found a, a nice silver i'm not sure what it was uh, i mean i think it was uh either a pendant or just an oversized ring real person. real silver oh yeah silver it, it has back in the day and i mean 1800s it, it'll have either sterling or 925 somewhere on it 
representing the authenticity of silver, but it that ha- means someone in the higher military echelon had it on. Or? No, th- I mean it just this was somebody with a lot of money Some had this on. But here's what's crazy: he kind of a visiting ambassador. He got this. If you got silver on your chest hanging there, it's and then I found a ring, but I found a uh, a half dollar, eighteen something. And I'm pretty sure I might have found a two-cent piece, which is they only made those in one year. I mean, for one year. I think it was 18. I don't want to quote it because I can't remember, but I think it was 1860-something. Like that would be worth a little jack. Well, it's not in good shape. It just, I said, I think, because we're magnifying glass. So, boy, we were cackling. and So uh, it seemed like we were filming, but we were actually just just having fun. But it's an all-day you know, adventure filled with a lot of dancing and hooping and hollering and but uh the, it's rained so much it's so easy now because the ground is soft but i will tell you this every time you t- take a step i don't know what happened with this rain but it has spawned off a mighty throng of mosquitoes a- as in like plague like tell me about it oh they've been on you too what are you talking about I mean, I, I mean, looked down a couple times. Ten inch rain in there August. There were hundreds on me. Oh yeah, there was. There's millions. Uh, we fit figured out that the woman didn't do it for for to run mosquitoes off, but it actually works. Is uh, what's that woman? Oh, we're back on the we're back on the the woman's uh, what was the the Victoria's Secret half naked women yeah perfume uh, it's what's it called Victoria's uh? Secret Victoria's Victoria Secret. Secret. And, uh, Victoria came out with this stuff, but if you douse yourself <laughs> with it, mosquitoes will flee, flee from that. Uh, I never figured that out because it doesn't look like to me that there was many secrets being kept along that line. <laughs> Victoria's <laughs> secret is not very well kept. No, no. <laughs> and people fell for it. So <laughs> in this part of the world, we use. Victoria's. I will reveal. We the don't secret. want that known for people because if somebody sees you a male. Putting Victoria's Secret, it could cause some problems. Bill, if somebody sees you in a Victoria's Secret store <laughs> trying to buy that, look, somebody somebody's going to call nine one one and rightfully you so. will be arrested. Yeah, I would never if I you would try send that somebody day. to buy it. But anyway, well, it, it does it work as a mosquito repellent. That's what's so, so funny. Is feel like I would never do it, but you would you would put the hit out. And sanction someone else to go do it and feel justified. I just didn't want to have it known that you put women's, uh, what do they call it? Sweet perfume. 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 <laughs> I, I didn't, a grown man. Yeah. Well, Phil, no. you just told it to like a million people. Uh, and well, I wanted them to know if, you know, if, you know, if you, 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 it works for mosquito dope. That's what that's for. <laughs> <laughs> Some redneck said it'll work. I said, Let you me. ever wanted to know what it feels like to have your guilty conscience come out loud? Yep. This is it. This is good training. <laughs> I didn't want it's it to like be a, a counseling session. <laughs> <laughs> I so I, I have so a feeling funny. that Dan maybe is the man that's had to make a few Victoria's Secret runs. Exactly. You know, a- that's why I'm saying it. You're putting him in an awkward situation because people say now what are you here for and he's like well i'm actually here because my boss sent me to buy some perfume so to keep the mosquitoes away from us and then the receptionist goes oh yeah that's that's oh, nice yeah sure you, you i don't believe a, you you come into the redneck camp and in the middle of it in one of the rigs 
there's a bottle of Victoria's Secret, there are people who will look over there and say, what's, what's this all about? And then you're going to tell them that story. But, Phil, most people, they're not going to believe you. Well, I said, when the mosquitoes are eating them up, you say, put a little of that on, that'll work. <laughs> but don't tell anybody, but yeah. do it. <laughs> all right. Noted. So I guess, I, I guess, Jay, that would be a new sponsor on Duck Family Treasure. Well, Victoria's that's Secret, a question man. I've been getting a lot is whether we're going to do any more shows and all. And that, that's up to y'all. I mean, if you want to go wherever you would go and say if the outcry is great i mean you might can talk me into it but i'm gonna have to feel let's face it jay's unashamed nation was the birthplace of this show that's now on you know fox nation it's amazing yeah i mean our audience is the ones that said thumbs up go for it well while you're there i just did an interview and they did 20 questions and they asked me 20 questions about the show and treasure hunting but one of them was how did this get started so i'm not sure off the top of my head what magazine this is going to be in but well, uh, are you willing to display the text in second corinthians chapter four we have jace you already have this treasure you're looking in the dirt you already have the treasure in jars of clay because we're made from the dust of the earth to show and you need to do it on your show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We're hard, Jace, are you hard pressed on every side, but not crushed? Are you perplexed, son, but not in despair? Are you persecuted, Jace, but not abandoned? You're being struck down by the forces of evil, but not destroyed? Because you always carry around on your body, TV show or not, the, the, the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. That's pretty cool for a treasure hunter to know. Yeah. I'm, this, this I already the have show. the treasure. I'm just giving y'all a little up. Can you slide that in there in the show? Jesus number one. You got he's it. He's treasure. Have you watched our show? Yep. Well, this this was y'all, it. Y'all did pretty good, too, with it. You did pretty good. Pretty good means really good yep. in, the, in the real world. Phil said pretty good, it means awesome. Yep. Because <laughs> I've seen pretty bad. I've seen that get thrown out to the dogs. So what I'm trying to get to is it's a pretty good way through the particular show that y'all are doing that I was, I said, you know what? That's a pretty good idea. You ran up on other like-minded people. Y'all had a big catfish feed. That was one of them. You know, I thought, yeah. well, you know, that's bringing neighbors together. That's, that's, we need more of that. Got it. Phil, I think we, we have a, we have a believer here. That's good. Hey, no, I, this, this verse I've thought about, I mean, look, one of the questions I got asked when I said that about the, how the show got started is I told the whole story about, you know, me and Zach kind of having, I was just kidding around, but I was like, he said that I said if 20,000 people reached out and said, do this show, that I would do it. But when the show was released, the podcast, it was more like 70,000 within the first couple of hours. So we did the show. Hey. I mean, I thought if 70,000 people will stop what they're doing and say, do this. I just thought that was a good sign. Well, Jay's, you know, it's funny because I, 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 I thought about this yesterday. I was watching a baseball game yesterday, and it was on a, exclusively on a streaming platform. You know, they're trying to do that to just keep pushing people, you know, to, to streaming platforms, which is what we're on, and that's also what your show's on, is on Fox Nation. But it's this platform particular one. I'm not saying it is because I don't want people to go find these shows, but they were pushing their shows 
and one of them was something about I can't love Island or something. But it, I mean, basically, it was just young people having sex with each other the whole show. I mean, that was the implication just from the from me watching the promo. And then there was another one, The Real Wives of Someplace. And I just I was watching that and I thought about y'all show and I thought this other stuff is just pure trash. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I can't imagine anybody wanting to watch it. But then obviously it's on, you know, it's streaming. So people are watching. But I thought compared to what y'all are doing, both with a great theme of a spiritual theme, but then also camaraderie and brotherhood. And you can tell. I don't know. I mean, not, it just it, it made you shine like new money. You got to remember that. in TV, I learned this pretty quick. People, they're all up for the thrill of victory or the agony of defeat. They either want to see you soar on mountains on the wings of eagles or they want to see a train go off the track. Either one is interesting. And so especially in this spiritual war that we have of good and evil, it's a little more the good is there's very few shows out there. Everything is tied to depravity, except the show you have, y'all have. I looked at that. I said, there's no depravity there. Most shows. Well, and that was, it's free. But you're right, Dad. That was. That was front and center on these other things. And Jace is right. I mean, I, I guess people watch that and then feel better about themselves. I don't know. But it just it just struck me when I kept seeing these promos pop up. I thought, man, this I, I don't see much of this stuff, but this is just pure trash. I can't believe. I was saying it, it, it must not be that hard to get something on television. But anyway, oh, Jeff I don't know. convinced Whatever. me that he was I was over at his house uh, you know, after the treasure hunt he's he's like you ever seen this this live pd or whatever i didn't even know what he was talking about he's like and it's it's the best show watched so we started watching it i was like Jeff, this is you're 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 watching the worst of humanity do the worst things imaginable which made me say now he's like well i'm in the police or you know they're they're here too i was like i know but Jeff, this i mean because some of the things were just ridiculous but a guy got in this big rig, you know, and all the cops were chasing him and they kept trying to do the little spin out on him. He's in not an 18 wheeler, but like a big box. And he was just running over them, through them. And Jeff's like, I mean, you don't think this, this is exciting. I was like, yeah, but it's kind of sad at the same time, you know? And so finally the guy jumps out of the truck while it's going but there's so many police around that he zigged when he should have zagged and they clipped him. You know, one of the vehicles clipped him and he just does a double back flip on the highway. And then they just, and he's oh like, Jeff said, no, that's exciting. I was like, uh, yeah, why are you doing this to yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm with you, Jays. I just don't was, like watching other people's calamity. Well, what y'all got to go with any kind of TV show perversion has gone mainstream, Jay, since you were a boy. It's that quick. Yeah. I Version has gone oh, mainstream. Yeah. At least what y'all are doing, digging good, around in the dirt. Fun. You're looking around yeah, in the dirt. Right. Well, I wanted to say before we take a break, look, I heard one of the best sermons I've heard in a long time yesterday. It was on the kingdom, and we're in a place in our text in Hebrews 12 that's talking about the kingdom that we only mentioned and I think we need to talk about that. I, I think so, too. That. And just to show you how fluid we are on Unashamed Nation, Jace called me last night like at 9 o'clock, and we had this discussion. So I texted Ryan Lee, who was the deliverer of that sermon, and he said he could uh, come out. So we're, when we come back from our break, uh, Ryan's going to join us. We're going to talk about kingdom living. 
So we're welcoming Ryan Lee into the house. Good to have you back, Ryan. Ryan is the uh, he does he wears many hats uh, at White's Ferry Road. He is the director of One Kingdom, which we talk a lot about on here. Uh, he's also uh, one of our worship leaders, and he's a pretty good speaker uh, as well. So he's got a lot of talent. But you know, Ryan, we started uh, a few weeks back. We got together, and we were really just talking about One Kingdom Sunday because that's right. coming up October second at Weissfair Road, and we just kind of got to. It was really just kind of like we do our podcast. We were just spitballing and noodling yep. ideas, and we came up with a series called Kingdom Life. And you kicked it off yesterday. And so Jace uh, texted me last night and he was like, did you hear Ryan's sermon? I said, no, I, we had people over here working at the house. I didn't get a chance to watch it yet, and uh, which I did this morning. But he was like, man, he was right where we were on the last podcast. So I said, well, let's see if we can get him on the podcast and we'll talk about it. So, oh. Jace, you, you can tell what kind of what struck it's you. It's always fun it. to get a text at 9 o'clock the night before. Hey, let's let's do a podcast in the morning. But, you know, I'm always <laughs> ready for you, Al. I'm, I'm, I'm super happy to be here. I saw you here, I thought. Wow. <laughs> this <laughs> make things this happen, man. Movers and shakers, Jace. Movers escalated shakers. quickly. No, I was really excited. I was like the uh, the guy, because I watched it online, and uh, I thought about that movie, because Missy was like, boy, you're into this. I was like the guy, remember in the movie Hoosiers, when the guy who was, uh, he he was the coach, but the deal was made that he had, he was the assistant coach. So uh, Gene Hackman was the – I didn't plan on saying this, so now I'm trying to think of all these key people in the movie. <laughs> right. Gene Hackman, the coach. yeah, it was the coach. Well, he hired his assistant but the, because he knew everything. You know, he said, you know, we make the picket fence and you go around. And, but he was a drunk. And so he's like, yeah, you got to quit drinking. So the point I'm making, though, is, is so he finally – they kick him off the team, and he's at the rehab – but he's listening to the game because I was at home. I was listening to the game. But about, I would say, four or five minutes into your sermon, I started getting up. I thought, okay. Now, and then I was like that guy in the rehab. I'm like, now we're talking. Here we go. Yeah. And so, of course, Missy, who's in the other room, is like, what are you doing? And I said, I, I, I'm. when you're at your house and you're watching it, you can get up and move around. And I, I was preaching with you. I was like, now yes. this, now this, we need Ryan Lee more. I was like, he's the worship leader. That was how this escalated. So then it hit me this morning that I was like that old man walking around his room by himself, <laughs> muttering wondering. encouragement, like, yes. Well, Al, Al, Al always says that you got to leave him mad, sad, or glad, right? So That's right. I, I hope that was one of the three for you, Jason. Oh, no, I was yeah. glad. I, I was uh, I was very – the, the subject matter, which I would love to discuss yeah. here, because we've talked about this before on, on podcasts, but we really didn't talk about it as much in – 1228 which is where we at where we're at we were going to get to 13 but Al, i think we should discuss it uh, absolutely well that's we we kind of made an audible and and we were going to talk about it anyway ryan whether you said yes or no to coming on but i appreciate <laughs> you doing it because yeah i would rather have you in person uh to do it but one of the things i love ryan when you started you talked about the kingdom being position over place Right. which I thought was really a, a powerful point in the idea. Cause most people think of a kingdom, they think of a spot, you know, they think of some landmass or some conquered territory. So yeah. t tell a little bit about yeah, that. And, and you define kingdom. Right. So, so, so that, that's one of the things, and we were talking about this offline a little bit, how there's these little subtleties in scripture 
you know, in, in Hebrews 12, 28, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom, not since we will receive a kingdom, you know, that's part of what we talked about yesterday mm-hmm. was the kingdom is here and now. But one of the things that really, um, that we were able to dive into yesterday is, is the, what's the true meaning of definition? So the, the Greek word is basilio, uh, which means rule or authority. And that is, when, when you understand that, it, it changes the way that you receive uh, contextually the scriptures about the kingdom. Yeah. Because it's not a territory, like Alan's saying. It's it's not a place. I think in our feeble minds and our feeble understandings, when we hear the word kingdom, we think about kings and we think about territories mm-hmm. and we think about a place. Like if you enter, even some of the scripture, to enter the kingdom of heaven, you thinking, okay, well, I'm going to physically well, that enter a place. Yeah. And, and how do we get there? Even the Pharisees were like, well, when is the kingdom going to come so we can then enter it? Yeah. But when you understand the kingdom to be rule and reign and authority, it changes everything. That's that's why I was thinking about Matthew, you know, Matthew 7, where he says, Lord, you know, uh, not everybody that calls, calls my name will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do the will of God. Well, it makes a lot more sense when you think about the kingdom as a rule or reign or authority, because yeah. to enter the kingdom of heaven is just to surrender yourself to, to the king. To the king. And now you're under his authority meaning that you've entered the kingdom. Well, you remember what the verse that pops in my head when you talk about that is at Matthew 28. Now, this is post-resurrection. He's yeah. he's given a way to be forgiven for sin through his innocent sacrifice, death on a cross. Then he has shown, when you talk, think, because most people, when they think kings and kingdoms, they think of great wars and and how do you win wars? You you kill other armies. You kill people. Right, and right. here's the opposite thing happening where he's literally conquered death itself. He's been resurrected, and he makes a statement. All authority mm-hmm. on in heaven and on earth has been giving, given to me. Now, therefore, he gives us our charge. But you say, how can someone make that kind of statement? When you can redeem sin— and the penalty of sin from a God is just, and you can conquer the grave. Oh, you're the you're the greatest king right. that's ever walked and that will ever come about. And all other kingdoms uh, just fade away. Yeah. In, in in the when when you put it up against Jesus, and that's what all of the prophecies in the Old Testament. This is one of the things yeah. we talked about yesterday too. Is the idea the idea of the kingdom actually unites the whole story of the Bible? Right, and you brought up Daniel two. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you go Daniel two? Daniel two forty four, I yeah. believe. Yeah, it says in the time of those kings. So this is a prophecy: the God of heaven will set up a kingdom. Now, why are you there? In the time of those kings, the Babylonians are ruling. When Daniel said this, then the Medo-Persian Empire came along, then the Greeks came along, then the Romans came along, and and that's the one that that Daniel zeroes in on. That fourth kingdom, and the time of that kingdom, he'll set up a kingdom that'll last forever. I just thought. Then it says it will crush all those kingdoms. You're right. It says that in previous, and you can figure all that out. It will crush all those kingdoms and bring them to an end, but it will itself endure forever. Mm -hmm. So why are you there, Jace? Uh, In lieu of uh, uh, Hebrews chapter twelve. The last few verses there about the kingdom. Add to that, Jace. Turn a couple of pages and look at Second Peter, one. Look at Second uh, Peter chapter one. Let's see if it's at. You're in First Peter. 
Yeah. Second Peter chapter one, start in the verse. Uh, it's a behavioral change. The, the behavior, if you notice in Hebrews, as soon as he got through saying that, then the first thing he said was keep on loving each other. When he says that we're receiving the kingdom, don't forget to entertain strength. All these behavioral changes. Well, Jay, start in Second uh, Peter 1, 5 through 11. 5 through 11. Read that because that's critical. Hey, hang on. Hang on. Before you read that, let's take a break. As far as yeah. behavior, here comes the kingdom. Well, it's, here it's comes like, the king. It's like the faith that was discussed in chapter 11, chapter 12, where yep. we're focusing on Jesus. There are hardships that we consider discipline, but we are. Look what you, we've come. Love is right there in the middle yeah. of it. And then it produces love. So, yeah, the second Peter 1, 5, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith, goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, kind of what he does in Hebrews 13. Yep, that's why I see. The godliness, brotherly kindness, and brotherly kindness, love. If you possess these things in increasing measure, they'll keep you from becoming ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of Jesus Christ. But if anybody's forgotten, he's nearsighted and blind has forgotten. He has been cleansed from his past sins. So, but to get to the kingdom, it, it goes down to verse uh, 10. It says, yep. so be all the more eager to make your calling and election sure, for if you do these things, you will never fall, and which is faith being sure of what we hope for and certain what we do not see. And you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There it is. Yeah. So when you, but when you go back to Hebrews 12, and to, to the point, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, because he had just listed the, the re unseen realities, which is in verse 22, you've come to Mount Zion, which the, the heavenly Jerusalem, which represented where the king lived, right, Al? And then you have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly to the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven. Because a lot of people say, well, the kingdom is the church uh, because of what Peter said. I mean, Jesus said to Peter when he said, who do you say I am? Remember in Matthew, what is that, 16? 16, He yeah. said, you're the Lord, the son of the living God. And he's like, on this rock, I'm going to build my church. And a couple of verses later, I'll give you, Peter, the keys to the kingdom of heaven. He opened the door in Acts 2. So, but... When you read in Hebrews twelve twenty two, it's it's bigger than that. You've you've come to this heavenly Jerusalem, the city of the living God, thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly, to the church of the firstborn. Yes, it's included, whose names are written in heaven. You've come to God, the Judge of all men, to the spirits of righteous men made perfect. All those before. And all those after. And he's not saying this is going to happen sometime in the future. It's already there. Well, and that's what I was I was going to. So, look, we're in this time frame. Well, one thing Ryan did in his lesson yesterday that we did a couple podcasts ago is to give the context in Hebrews. And I just want to do that uh, real quick. But in chapter 1 and verse 3, he says the Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being sustain all things by his powerful word. After he provided purifications 
for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. Now he goes on and even mentions the kingdom here. Uh, there's a quote in verse eight, talking about your throne, O God, will last forever and ever, and righteousness will be the scepter of your kingdom. So fast forward to Hebrews 12, two, after he goes through all these people of the past through faith, who only together with us were they made perfect by Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection as implied in 11, 39, and 40. Yep. So it's like, so we've, we've seen these witnesses who witnessed God's promises being kept. Mm-hmm. It's like, let us throw off the weights that weigh us down, the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run the per- with perseverance the race marked out for us. We fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorned its shame. And look, here it is again. And sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So Ryan made this point yesterday that we're in between the right hand of God, which mm-hmm. is where Jesus is now, and him coming back. Right. Yep. Well, what are we supposed to be doing here? And and I made this point a couple of weeks ago in the podcast that in actuality, you see that starting in Acts, where it's not, at, most people say, well, that's the Acts of the Apostles. I believe it is the Acts of of God the Father and Jesus at the right hand of the God, right hand of God with the point out of the Holy Spirit. It's their Acts beginning in the Apostles in Acts 2, but carrying on to current day. Yeah. And so I believe Jesus is working at the right hand of God through us. Mm-hmm. That's why he gave us his spirit. And we're his ambassadors. We're right. representing the kingdom of God here and now. We are receiving a kingdom right. that cannot be God's shaken. God's making his appeal through us. That's right. Second Corinthians 5. And that you we talked about that you know, yesterday right. was that we, we are Christ's ambassadors. We're, yeah. we're not. You know, I think a lot of times we, I think about the Lord's prayer, you know, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. When you think about the word thy kingdom come, it, it it's like, or it's, it hasn't arrived yet. Yeah. So then we're waiting on it. And that, ambassadors that, don't, don't operate once a week. Right. On, on, on two, uh, <laughs> yeah. And that's what, ambassadors, you know. <laughs> it, it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right? It's, it's your it's life. It's who you are. It, it's kingdom life is not something that you do. Kingdom life is who you are. That's correct. That, yeah. it, it, it's it's part of your identity. And that's why Jesus talked so much about kingdom living. And he, in fact, he even knew in, as he, in Matthew 13, when he, when he talks about the parable of the sower, he, he already sets it up like, hey, this is going to be hard to understand. This is going to be tough. This is, you know, for your earthly minds, it's going to be a, a, this is going to be a difficult concept. That's why I'm going to talk about it in parables. That's why I'm going to talk about it a lot. And that was something that we talked about a little bit offline was, you know, we, the gospel is of first importance. However, Jesus didn't preach the gospel. Yeah. He, he yeah. is the gospel. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's what we were talking about. The gospel is a person. He kept he, saying, I am going to die and I am going to be buried and yes. I am going well, to be Well, he did, rest. but he talked about, he kept talking about the kingdom. You remember now, he said it was near. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's Matthew When 3. he starts his message, he's saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. And then he's ready to roll. You know, well, he gets right. out of the water and he's the Baptist said it was near, but then yep. he also said the kingdom is like, and you did a thing where. Yeah. Well, you got mustard seed, you've got a treasure, you've got a net in the water. You know, like he, just the kingdom of heaven is like all these things. He, that's what he came to talk about was. The it kingdom. has to be seen. Yeah. And, uh, 
Uh, I used a little thing. I, I didn't give them but an eight-minute sermon yesterday, but it was about these issues. But I said, it's like if I'm walking down the road, mm -hmm. most individuals in the current state of affairs in the United States of America would not look over. If they saw me walking down the road, they wouldn't say to each other, there goes one of them ambassadors for Jesus there. <laughs> no. They wouldn't think that at all. Well, or an ambassador it, of the it king. It has to be seen. I was trying to get a yeah. definition of the ambassador. Qualities have to be seen right. through human beings. He's making his appeal through us. Well, it can't be if there's not love there and then remember those in prison and marriage should be honored. Right. If you study their behavior and you say, hmm. Right. And kingdom living is in all facets of life. And, you know, like next week, Alan, you're going to be preaching on kingdom life uh, in our, in our marriages. You know, it's the same thing that you're saying, like it, it has to permeate who you are, not what you do. So if your identity is a kingdom man, your identity is a kingdom woman, then everything that you do is kingdom work. Everywhere you step foot is kingdom ground because you're that it's just who you are. You can't help it. And, th and one of the things I, I talked about yesterday was a king doesn't turn his resume in to be a yeah. king. Right. He, he doesn't apply for the job. He's born into royalty. Yep. Yeah. And so to really understand kingdom living, you have to surrender your life to Jesus Christ and be born again. And when you're born again, when you're adopted into his sonship, you are royalty. You are a king. You're an heir to the throne. It's now who you are, not what you do. And, his, and you're right. His reign, the plan was before creation. So it's, he's always been set up to be the king. Let's take a break. Uh, Ryan, I want you to tell that you had a great illustration about because you you just mentioned a minute ago the human understanding when Jesus first you know showed up was very difficult. You had a great illustration about the new LSU coach. Uh, tell <laughs> right. that to yeah. the because I thought well, that was really you know good. What? I mean that that's that, you know, a good illustration can really you know bring it to light. So I thought <laughs> right, that was pretty right. good. No, I agree. Well, Set so, that up because that was well. So done. look, we we uh, we were talking about kingdom living is counterculture right jesus was counterculture oh yeah he came to turn everything upside down he flipped everything on its head you you look at the way he handled uh the samaritan woman at the well that's the one of the best examples she's yeah. a sinner yeah. she's got five husbands she's living with another man she's samaritan which is a no no bueno for the uh for the jews and then she's a woman yeah strike she, one strike two strike three so jesus he, he didn't care about all the uh, uh what what it should look like he was here to turn all that upside down and it really hacked the Pharisees off, you know, because he was welcoming everybody into the kingdom that would surrender to, to him. Mm. And I said it was a lot like, okay, so Brian Kelly, brand new coach at LSU. It's called football season. I know, you know, when this podcast release will be Wednesday, I think, you know, we're, we're fired up Saturday. I think LSU's playing Florida State. Is that right, Al? I think they uh, play on Sunday. Yeah, they're playing on Sunday sure this week in, uh, in New Orleans. <laughs> but uh, it would be like, Brian Kelly walking in. He's a brand new coach. He hasn't coached his first game yet into Tiger Stadium, Baton Rouge, 100,000 people. He walks out to the 50 yard line and he says, You know what, everybody? Roll Tide. <laughs> yeah. That would be a problem. He wouldn't even make it out of there alive. I, well, that's why, you know, I've, I've lived in Louisiana long enough. I know uh, they would, he'd probably get crucified for that. Alone. Yeah, that's you right. Know? <laughs> they would yeah. drag him off and throw him off a cliff. Uh, but it, it's, that's what it probably felt like for the Pharisees when Jesus came and said, you know what, um, my kingdom is available to everyone and not just the Jews, not just the scholars. He, he was here to flip everything on his head. Well, that's why, and I don't want to jump ahead because we'll talk about this, but that's why the next couple of verses of 13, when it said, 
don't forget to entertain strangers. Well, you got to remember, I know who that's geared toward because from this, this Jewish system that they were under, they were perfectly happy with the people around us. And the last thing they'd want to be doing is to be welcoming strangers, especially if they were from a different ethnicity. Oh, there was a wall. Or, it's going to mention the coming up. It's, they went outside the gate because yeah. if you stay inside it, man, they had some strict rules on that. Well, he, when he said that in 13, one, he said, keep on loving each other as brothers. You know, that, which is the, the, the Greek word Philadelphia, which is brotherly love. Right. But when you think about uh, the, the phobia of, or hate or of strangers, that's xenophobia. Yeah. And that's basically what he was combating right there. Cause to your point, this religion wasn't accepting right the the one that they came out of they, it was it's like exclusive we're, it's we're nationalistic yeah and it and so when jesus came along and they're like oh well, what do you mean you look at the people you're eating with look at the people you're talking to yeah, whoops so, wrong color wrong color wrong color right. call them well and they had done so much work too you know i'm thinking about um you know, we're, we're, it's going to turn of the year. The January is going to come up and we're all going to start to try to read our Bible all the way through. Everyone's going to do the Genesis, through, mm. you know, and, and how many people make it, you know, out of Leviticus. Right. But these guys had memorized all that. Yeah. Right. So right. That, these guys are like really knew their stuff. Yep. And then Jesus comes and says, yeah, I'm not I'm not after works. I'm after matters of the heart. And, and yeah, these I'm, scriptures are talking about point. me and you, and you don't, <laughs> don't come to me. You, you, right. you think the scriptures are save you. Yeah. Hey. He well, said that, right? And John, was that John, Jace, yeah. where he said, you diligently search the scriptures, but you're missing, you're missing you the point. Yeah, here, that's John 5. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's John 5. Well, and that, that part of counterculture is love because our God is love, right? And, you know, Jesus comes and says, I love your neighbor, love your enemies. And I think about, you know, Larry Bowles was on, on your podcast uh, a few weeks ago, and, you know, he and I worked together. Um, with one kingdom in, in Athens and with the refugee ministry. And the last time I was over there, I really made it a point, a point to talk to every um, refugee and ask them the same question. I said, what was it about Jesus? Cause they're all believers and followers. Now they're, they're all disciples of Christ. And I, and I just want to know what was it? Cause they came out of such a strict, you know, Islam is not a, a it, it is part of your identity. It's hard to leave that, especially when your family mm. um, is, is going to hate you for it. So I asked every one of them, what was it? And, and there were different versions of the answer, but it was all the same answer. It was love. Because I've never received love. I've never been welcomed into a family like this before. It they was had lived with rules. death and destruction all their lives. Exactly. And you, and, the, and you go back to the, you know, John 13, that verse, that scripture becomes so much more real. They'll know that you're my disciples by, by the, by your love. And, and that's, to me, that's counterculture because our culture, we, we, we put up defenses, we put up walls, we keep distances, we don't let everybody in, we don't, we're not vulnerable. Well, they just redefine love too, you know, that's in our right, culture. Yeah. It's, it's usually sex or who you have sex with yeah. or, you know, love. When you start treating everyone as a gift of God and with, with respect and patience and forgiveness and I mean, because let's face it, there's a lot of people I love, you know, in the kingdom that I 
probably didn't like at some point in in the in the venture but you would only get that from the holy spirit of god because if it was up to me i'd be like no this person is just too too annoying you know but you do see the growth in people Uh, what i want to say for a week because we don't have much time left is uh because i think you had a really good point because a lot of people are wondering well i thought this you know, the kingdom, they, they look at it as a futuristic thing only. But you had a good point that come from Luke 17, uh, 20 and 21. I want you to go through that because yeah. I've hang, given hang the on, same Ryan. thing. Before we do that, let's take our last break. I'll read mine, but your version is a little, <clears throat> what version do you use? I was NIV, but I think my it's that newer NIV. Updated. But I, but I brought the old school NIV, Jace, because I'm okay. I'm about that old school NIV. <laughs> well, mine <laughs> it's just falling apart. I it's think... hard to preach when it's like I got a Jace Bible, you know, it just falls oh, apart. Like apart this, so, but it's hard to time. preach with that, so I had to bring the newer one. But okay. I like that old school. NIV. All right, I got you. So Luke seventeen twenty says once. Having been asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, the kingdom of God does not come with your careful observation. I think what yours yesterday said visibly. Yeah. Uh, Is that what yours says, Al? Does not come visibly. Yeah, Yeah, mine says careful observation. Nor will people say here it is or there it is. Because the kingdom of God is within you or yours says in In your your midst. midst. Yeah. So now, get what was the now, setup I, I that you did to that? I personally like, you know, I told you I'm an old school NIV from the way back. Okay, yeah. I, I I like the way it reads here, where it says the kingdom of God is within you. Yeah, because if if we're really understanding the word kingdom and 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 understanding we're, we're under the rule, the reign, authority of Jesus Christ, and we have the Holy Spirit indwelt within us, mm-hmm. then everything should change for us. Everything should look different for us. The The kingdom of God is not uh, this faraway place that we're trying to get to. I, I think as a child, for me, in my early understanding, uh, I only loved God because I was trying to get to heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if, okay, that's the goal in life. All right, I just want to get to heaven. And not go to hell. And not, yeah, <laughs> that's actually real talk right there. Yeah. If Really, I just didn't want to go to hell. Well, right. Um, Which I think there is... There's some value to that. to that as, as early on, because yeah. look, it is a reality. Well, and, and there's, you know, that, that's a, that's a good understanding of discipline too. I yeah. mean, you, you need to have that fear of the Lord yeah. for sure. Uh, but that can't be the basis of what, of how you live your life. The yeah. basis of how you live your life is a relationship with Jesus. Because yeah. then, then you ask yourself the question, well, it, would you want to go to heaven if Jesus wasn't there? No, no. <laughs> no, I don't want to. I, don't I think that there. is heaven. That, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it, that, yeah. that's like really think about the wrath of God. The wrath of God is simply, you know, Romans one that he'll just turn away from you. If he's yeah. not there, that's that's his wrath. So I don't want any part of that. But when you understand that the kingdom is actually living within you, it's not this place that you're trying to get to, that you're actually living kingdom life here and now. And the Hebrew writer makes a point. It 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 gives you the information, and it. Uh, solidifies it's where rest is Mm -hmm. because as opposed to works to try to reach god by your works yeah i mean it's the rest happens it's a nightmare because you Mm -hmm. keep failing you say well where's the rest and all this well the hebrew writer makes a point of that yeah that's where rest is well the only time i've ever seen zero it's not on your works the only time i've seen zero fear from people on their deathbed 
which we've been called to do many times, was really, uh, I don't even know how to describe them, but just warriors for the Lord who had so much faith that literally death was not a problem in their mind or demeanor. And, uh, you know, I think about Kathy Freeman. I just, I mean, that she literally had a couple days to live and there was zero fear before our eyes. And, and it's, it was, uh, it was captivating to see that someone, cause it, uh, it's, it's the same reason I believe Enoch is in this list and a faith. I just think there's a point in there where, you believe so much, you have trusted so much in the presence of God and that he's with you, that he indwells you and that you're going to live forever. There is zero fear of something like death. And that's why these martyrs, I think they carried the same thing. And I've seen that in real life. And look, it was very moving to me because I thought these people are a part of the kingdom of God. I'm looking at them and they're very encouraging because they're fixing to die, and they don't care about that. We don't want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep or to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. We believe Jesus died and rose again. So we believe when he comes with his people, you say, the one, the souls that have gone on before this mighty throne and the angels in heaven, the what Hebrew talked about, when, he, when, when the, you see that, you're like, and you know that, you say, let her rip. You know, well, and let her rip, Jace. Yeah. The the you know, Alan, we tease a little bit. One Kingdom Sunday is coming up, and and that's a that's a big uh, October second, uh, which we're very excited about. And one of the themes for that day is going to be triumph and victory. And what you're talking about it, you know, we're 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 going to be really honing on the lion and the lamb, that the lion of the tribe of Judah, mm-hmm. um, the root of David, has triumphed. But also in Revelation twelve eleven, where uh, we say they triumphed. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony, and then the 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 other the back half to that is they did not love their lives so much as to shrink back from death, mm-hmm. you know. They, and and that's to me that that's that's front line kingdom living. That's front line kingdom life. living. And look in Hebrews, you know what led to this this faith filled chapter and this reflection to Jesus, and then ultimately the reality of us being a part of the kingdom here on earth, the heavenly kingdom is he said the same thing in chapter 10. Remember what started all this in verse 38, but my righteous one, he makes this quote will live by faith. And if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him for we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who believe and are saved. So then he goes through all this faith. He focuses on Jesus. And then he's like, do you realize what you're a part of right now? On the earth? And you say, well, it doesn't look like that. Yeah, because it's done through faith. These are unseen realities. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a it's something that when you see people really believe, it's it's inspiring. It is. Yeah. What no, else? It was, it was well, um, before we go, uh, and there's a couple of things I want to talk about, and we'll have to do some of it in the overtime, because uh, we just have a couple of minutes left. But you um you mentioned uh, we had Rucker on the podcast uh, yeah, a few weeks yeah. back, you and, love and people Rucker. loved people loved his story. And you made a really good point. And by the way, you, from your sermon, you also mentioned a, a, one of our sisters, Mindy Lancaster, which I got to get her on our podcast to tell her story. Yes. It's amazing too. But you mentioned how different people 
come together in kingdom yeah. living. And I, I just thought that was interesting. We'll yeah, close out so with that. Tell a little bit about it's that. It's counterculture again. You know, you know, so you guys got had, had Ruck on here. Ruck is one of my best friends in the world now. And there's no reason why we should be yeah we we told his story because look i've been knowing him for a while but i didn't know the details of this wild he was basically a gangbanger not from, basically uh, he was a gangbanger yeah and, and a drug dealer <laughs> and has correction. spent time in prison and and has been incarcerated for some really tough things i i well, and you told your story. Yeah, yeah, you told your story which i'd never heard those details well you know? and i'm a different guy too you know i'm i'm from i i joked around i'm from florida but i'm not from your, your panhandle florida you know that you know that that Pensacola, Pecola, Panama at, yeah. City. Yeah, that's you know. But Ryan, tell yeah. the guy, <laughs> tell, tell about the guy when you're you're going to a to to college. Yeah. Oh yeah. Kind of a conservative <laughs> right, right. Uh, church group, and yeah. and just tell what okay, the okay. question so, he so asked. I, I'll I'll say this. I, I'm I'm Chinese American. Yeah. So for those of you listening on the podcast that 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 aren't watching on YouTube or or uh, or, or anywhere else, I, I'm I'm Chinese American. I didn't. I kind of look Chinese, I guess, if you if you have that context. Not but really, really. I just kind of look different, yeah, right? Yeah. Because um, I'm six four too, so most of my uh, Chinese <laughs> brethren are not over yeah. six feet. <laughs> yeah, a lot right? of six four Chinese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're a rare. I'm a rare breed. So, uh, so I'm, I go to Harding University, which is in Arkansas, by the way. Yeah. And I'm at this freshman orientation, and they're saying, um, "All right, meet and greet, meet some people." And I meet this dude who has clearly never left the state of Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, I love Arkansas. I spent a lot of time in Arkansas, but uh, he he just kind of looks at me. He's like, "Hey, man, what are you?" <laughs> no, what kind of question? That's like, a feel question. I'm like, okay. I just look at him. I was like, "I'm a freshman." Yeah. <laughs> you know, what, what are you? I don't know. He's like, "No, no, 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 man. Where are you from?" Florida. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I, I just couldn't. I, I, I look at him. Like, I kind of know what he's getting at, but I'm I'm kind of messing with him too. Like, but you yeah. just you know. <laughs> When we see people that are different than us, we 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 got to. Why do we do that? You know what I mean. And most people would have been offended by somebody asking that. Yeah, I'm just. Where are you from? Yeah. Well, and that that's that's a thing, but that's what the kingdom does. You know, you you guys had Rucker on here. Rucker uh, is from Houston, and he's he's not. You know, he he he's kind of of Asian descent too. He's 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 from that uh, um, Middle Eastern portion of the world, and uh, and he's. Again, I'm a gangbanger, drug dealer. I'm here from Orlando. I, when I'm in college, I had bleach blonde tips and earrings yeah. in both ears and a punk rock band. Like, we, we just, we, we should not have been friends. Yeah. And yet the kingdom has united us. And, and in fact, I, Alan, I, I'm sure you do this as a preacher. I, I basically preached my whole sermon to Rucker this week because he's a great communicator as well. And he gave yeah. me feedback and it was just, yeah, that's my dude, you know. But yeah. there's no reason why we should be close except for the blood of Jesus. And that's that that's what counterculture living really is um, so yeah. uh hold that thought ryan that's excellent yeah. we'll uh we're gonna i'll talk a little bit more about that uh in the overtime it, and that's uh, blaze tv.com slash unashamed if you want to follow us over and i also want your worship leader so we're talking about kingdom the last verse there talks about worship so i want to get into that a little bit with you as well so yeah. if you want to follow us over we got a few more minutes with ryan uh in our overtime segment thanks for listening to the unashamed podcast Help us out by rating us on iTunes and don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.